Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskan. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. Good morning. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch. WhatsApp and text lines are open. 086-1800-658. Let's kick things off with Tiffany. There's Tiffany kicking off our show. I think we're alone now. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you had a nice weekend. I had... A blast of a weekend. It was very busy. A lot of celebrations going on in our house and apologies because my voice is kind of cutting in and out. That'll tell you how good of a weekend it was and how nice it was. But it was great. It was great to just kind of connect with people uh, that I hadn't seen in ages and kind of lots of different people from different aspects of my life together in one location. Fantastic and mingling and having fun. That's what you want. That is what you want. So, um, I am in recovery mode uh, this morning, you know, so bear with me today on the programme. <laughs> but hope you are keeping well. It's back to school week. Oh, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. It's back to school week. Back to routine, which I think we need. And there's a bit of a struggle getting back to routine, I know. Um, but there's uh, something cropping up later on in the show, which you might find interesting, particularly people who are fond of, you know, when you have back to school, you get all the new books and you get all the new stationery and the new notebooks. Well, I found something interesting about this. I'll tell you a little bit more about that a little bit later on on the programme. Um, but lots to get through as well. I'm really excited to chat to Frances O'Reilly. Now, Frances is from Wexford, but uh, she has come up with a solution that dog owners are going to love. You know, the dog comes in after maybe... I don't know, you've had a trip to the beach maybe or he's just found a puddle that he's rolled around in or jumped into and he's soaking wet. And this is a problem. This is a big problem for dog owners. Well, she has the solution. She's only come up with this absolutely brilliant, first of its kind in Ireland and the UK. It's essentially a dry robe for dogs and it looks just brilliant you pop it on the dog it's super absorbent and there's no more ruining of towels and water shook everywhere and all of that now I will be talking to her as well about wet dog smell 
you know, because that's an issue as well. Does this kind of help with that? I don't know. We're going to talk to her about that. Meeting her very shortly. And she's at a showcase in the RDS. The project has just kind of launched. She's at a showcase uh, this morning. So very exciting times for her. And there's a little local connection with this as well. Because a local man from Clarehead designed the logo for her as well. So we're going to chat to her all about that. Also, very excited to meet Aoife Hall. She's from Betty's Town and Kira Byrne. They are recent graduates of the Lear Academy of Dramatic Arts and they have set up a theatre company together and they've written a new play. It's called Stones and Boiling Water and it's going to be performed tonight and tomorrow night in Druid Arts Centre. And this is all part of Druid Arts Centre's strategy for kind of reaching out to the community, supporting emerging artists in the local area, that kind of thing. So they're going to be performing this. But it's all about the uh, three women, a focus on three women who have come out the other side, I suppose, of the 1916 Rising. And it's kind of like the effects, the aftermath what has happened to them? What's happened to their relationships? Uh, you know, what, how has kind of the, the rising impacted on them? So going to be joined in studio uh, by them later on in the programme. So excited about that. But lovely uh, theatre show, as I say, tonight and tomorrow night in Drihid. Tickets are still available, by the way, as well. Drihid.com. So we've lots to get through on the show including a chat about this guy and there's a lot of debate around this guy performing a certain uh, concert next year in Slane. I'm going to tell you all about it after we hear from him. Here's Harry Styles. Hello, I'm Harry. Harry Styles, as it was on LMFM's 11 to 1. So much heated debate and, you know, because we're living in an age where people feel they can write whatever they want online, there's hatred as well in this. And uh, it's all kind of boiled over now over one concert uh, because it was announced that next year's headline act for Slane would be Harry Styles. And my God, people are outraged. Oh, they are outraged over this. Uh, so you're hearing arguments like, you know, Slane's supposed to be a rock venue. Who the F is Harry Styles anyway? How could somebody who was on X Factor be allowed to perform on the same stage as people like the Rolling Stones? All of this is being spewed online about this, right? Now, there's always a, a reaction, okay, to whoever's headlining Slane, so be it a positive one or a negative one. The same hatred, and there was a lot of it, was expressed when uh, Madonna was a headliner. So... I'll be the first to admit I love a rock band at Slane as in, you know, I've enjoyed Foo Fighters there, Bon Jovi, U2, that kind of thing over the years, right? But I have no issue with Harry Styles headlining. I do like, say, one or two of his songs. It wouldn't be enough for me to go to a concert of his. However, I have heard from people who've brought their kids to his recent shows um, that uh, he puts on one heck of a performance and they were really surprised and just like totally got into it as well and are fans now as a result of bringing their kids there. And the argument that, you know, he's not in a league of, you know, other huge acts that have performed there. He is in a league with artists that have performed there. He's hugely successful. Hugely successful. I'll give you an idea of this, right? So he uh, he has basically... Uh, his debut album, which was a self-titled solo de- uh, debut album, that became one of the world's top 10 best-selling al- albums of that year in 2017. It topped charts all over the world, including Ireland, the UK and the US. And he had the biggest first, first week of sales by a male artist in history. Can we just let that sink in? He followed that with a similarly chart-topping Fine Line album two years later and released his equally third, which, uh, successful third one, which is out now, Harry's House. And as well as this, he's won critical acclaim, two Brit Awards, a Grammy Award, 
like so many awards with regards to this. He's also the first man, can we just say, to appear solo on the cover of Vogue magazine. So I don't know where this argument is coming from, from people. I always think as well that Mount Charles and, and the crew that puts Lane uh, concerts together always have their finger on the pulse. They really do of an act that's just kind of skyrocketing in popularity. And that is Harry Styles. Like, I remember, uh, I was out in Dublin um, on the nights that he was performing there, trying to get home on a train, and the place was flooded with colour and feather boas and good vibes. And yes, it's kind of a younger audience, you know, as well. But the thing about this is, right... Slaying Castle, like people and, and the concerts, people say, oh, it's an adult's concert, it's an adult thing. Not necessarily. I've seen kids at Slain before and I've also kind of heard from people who have either brought their kids to, to Slain or were brought as kids to Slain that how amazing it was and they remember this. And what better bond, you know, with your children than over music? I think that's amazing. So this, I think it's musical snobbery now. It's musical snobbery. People are getting up on their high horse about Harry Styles. But I want to hear your views on this. What do you make of it? What do you make of Harry Styles being the headline act at Slane? 086-1800-658. Are you somebody that is, you know, open to any acts kind of performing at Slane? Or are you somebody that's like, no, 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 hang on a minute. It's a rock venue. We want rock, uh, you know, acts like people like you 2 people like uh, the Chili Peppers, people like Oasis, people like that, people like Metallica. Uh, if that's you as well, I want to hear from you. 086 1800 658. 11 to 1. With There's fun. We are young and LMFM's 11 to 1. I'm asking about your views on Harry Styles being the headline act for Slane. There's a lot of debate about this with a lot of people kind of saying that you know, Slane is normally reserved for, you know, huge rock acts. Uh, you know, Harry Styles isn't a rock act and also he hasn't been around long enough maybe to warrant having a, a headline gig at Slane. So your message is coming in 086-1800-658. Hi Sinead, I'd have no objections to Harry Styles coming to Slane at all. It just comes down to music taste. I wouldn't go see him myself. I'd rather see the likes of Coldplay or ACDC put on a gig. But he's a popular lad and at the end of it, he'll have people from all over Ireland and further afield coming up to him which just boosts the local economy, which is Great, good point. Thanks so much for that, Jamie. Uh, this is coming in from Clive. Hiya, Clive. All respect to Harry Styles, but the world has come out of a pandemic that has locked people up in their homes and there is no way to celebrate the reopening of our country as a leading concert. Like Slane, bringing people from across the world uh, in. Uh, my opinion, they need something more upbeat. Definitely something rock and roll of a not a big dance band like The Prodigy or ACDC. Um, so is it a case that people feel that Harry Styles isn't around long enough as a solo artist or something. Is that what really the thing is? Uh, Somebody saying here on that vein, actually, um, you know, uh, it's a money-making racket. Harry Styles is popular, so teenagers will buy uh, the tickets and the price of those tickets is crazy, says somebody else there as well. Uh, Not a fan, Sinead. Disappointed as I normally go to Slane, I do feel other acts are more deserving of the slot. Not a hater of Harry, but just not as a headliner. Uh, to somebody else yeah it's an interesting one and like as I mentioned earlier on you know people who went to his concerts um, this year this summer with kids they brought kids with them they kind of reluctantly were going along they all have kind of come back to me personally anyway saying that my god you know I was kind of dreading going to Harry Styles but actually he was amazing and I found myself kind of caught up with the whole vibe he put on one heck of a show there you go you know Uh, do keep all of those coming in to me though your views on this 086 1800 658 oh hang on here's another one coming in 
Sinead Slane will be packed at under 14s and their mammies and daddies waiting to drive them home. Not a lot of thought put into this one. Of course he's good, but he's not really iconic. He'll be writing his autobiography next. <laughs> so somebody... Like now, look, there's always that issue, isn't there, of what of the takeover, I suppose, of the village and everything else. But look, I'm sure you know things will be put in place for that closer to the time. You know, we are talking about a year away. Um, is he not really iconic? I don't know. I don't know. Like people are calling him a young Bowie, which I know that'll got, kind of get people's back up as well. But I think he's, you know, he he's he's a young Bowie in the sense that he's kind of changing his style a lot, and he's not afraid to experiment, and he's changed his musical styles a lot as well. Um, but you have to admit, from somebody that came from a boy band out of X Factor to what he's achieved, I don't know. I think he's pretty iconic. I think people are going to remember him. I think he's going to be around for a while as well. I don't think he's going to disappear. Do you keep all of those coming in? 086-1800-658. Westlife swear it again. Now, is there anything that is more of a nuisance than trying to dry off a wet dog? Don't get me started as well on the smell. Well, our first guest has the solution. Uh, It came to her, funny enough, uh, while she's drying off her wet dog. She has created... A really brilliant product. It's called Dog Dry and it's essentially like a dry robe for dogs. We're going to chat to the entrepreneur behind this, Frances O'Reilly. She's going to join us after these. 11 to 1. Trying to dry off a wet dog is a nuisance to say the least and don't get me started on the smell but my first guest has the solution. Whilst she was drying off her wet dog for the thousandth time she'd had an idea. One that would make the lives of dog owners so much easier. It's called Dog Dry, a collection of five different sized drying robes designed in Ireland and created to do exactly as described. Get a wet dog dry. The product itself is hugely innovative as there is nothing of comparison on the market in Ireland or in the UK at the moment. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by entrepreneur Francis O'Reilly. How are you getting on? Hi Sinead, I'm getting on great and thanks for having me on the show. Great to have you on because Francis trying to dry off a wet dog that's shaking water all over the place is probably the most annoying task uh, owners have to do. So you've come up with something that is going to be such a big help for people which is brilliant and I believe you are at a showcase right now in the RDS for the product. How is it going? That's right, it's going really well. I'm here at the Gift and Home show at the RDS so I've got there are retailers from all over the country coming looking for products to stock and particularly to have them in stock for Christmas and so I'm getting really good feedback which is fantastic Um, but even all of the other exhibitors are coming over and they say well can I buy that one when you're leaving please (laughs) so so if you have a dog that likes the water that voluntarily jumps into every puddle or into every you know into every wave that they see you do understand the problem of wet dogs it's constant and when you have a dog like that you can't really keep them dry. You can't just have them walking to heel all the time when what they really love doing is, and what they're born to do, is to jump in water. You know, if it's a Labrador or a Golden Retriever, that's in their nature. That's what they need to do. And this is where this comes in. And the idea for this, this came from, was it drying off your dog, Luna, that this came to you? <laughs> yeah, so Luna, oh, Luna, our family pet, is a white golden retriever who looks beautiful in photographs. She is stunning. <laughs> There's a picture of her on Twitter, by the way, on LMFM's yes. Twitter, if people want to oh. see her. 
Fantastic. So she looks beautiful. But the reality of Luna is that pretty much every evening we take her, we live near the beach, so we take her to the beach for a walk. Sometimes the tide is in, sometimes it's out. It doesn't really matter to her. She just <laughs> splashes in the wet puddles. So sometimes she's muddy, sometimes she's clean wet. But every, pretty much every day she's wet. And and even in the mornings when you let her out, she'll roll in the in the oh, dew in the grass. Luna. Like oh my it's, goodness! It's not even full swim immersion. Like she's wet. <laughs> I don't know how many times a day. And so I'm just constantly using towels to dry her off. And then I bought all these things on Amazon, like coats that you put on them. Yeah. But they didn't fit her properly. She couldn't move in them. She hated wearing them. So they weren't any good. So it was during lockdown and I had a bit of time on my hands. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> I'm going to fix it. <laughs> and so, so I did. So we started, like, what would you need to be the perfect drawing room? What would I really want? So I'd want it to work. I'd want when the dog lies down in it, that there's not a damp patch coming out the other side. And I'd want the dogs to be comfortable in it, you know, that they can move and they can move freely so that they're happy to wear it. And once they're happy wearing it, you pop it on them, let them off and they just dry as they wear it. And they look stylish as well, can I just say, judging from the photographs as well. well. thank you. But we did, we actually, I, got, I brought in a fashion designer, Sharon Maxwell. She's a lecturer in fashion design in Letterkenny. And I brought her in, well, I'm delighted with the style, but I actually brought her in for the fit because somebody yeah. who knows how clothes move on people um, can take that skill and work out how clothes should move on dogs. And should dogs come in all sorts of shapes and sizes? <laughs> like there's pure breeds, mixed breeds, you wouldn't know what's in the mixed breed for some of them. Um, and so they needed to fit comfortably all of these different body shapes. Um, and so that's where the, the skills of a fashion designer really made a difference for us. Absolutely. So how does it work? It's kind of like a dry robe, I was kind of saying, for a dog, is it? It's kind of like a dry robe for a dog. So it's made of three layers of fabric. So the fabric that's closest to the dog's hair allows water to pass through. In the middle, there's a really super absorbent layer of fabric that holds on to water. And then the soft outside has a waterproof coating on the interior of the fabric. So when the dog lies down, nothing comes out the other side. Fantastic. It, it works. It's a little bit like a nappy. Oh, it yes. It holds yes. everything in until you take it off. Very good. And the dog isn't kind of going around wet underneath it all the time or anything. And now tell us, what about the wet dog smell? Has it, <laughs> does it capture that odour as well? Or is that something that... It captures that needs... quite a lot of it. <laughs> you know, you'll never eliminate wet No, dogs, it's impossible. The you will never eliminate dog hair. You know, if anyone tells you they will, they're, they're not telling you the truth. But what it does do, so the wet dog smell comes from all of the natural bacteria and fungi that are, live on the dog's, in the dog's hair and on their skin and in that warm damp environment they have this breathing frenzy yeah. and that releases all these organic compounds into the air but by covering the dog with a fabric garment all of that all of the, the smell is released into the coat rather okay. than into the air so it will reduce wet dog smell and then when you when the dog is dry you just hang it on the line and the wind will whip everything away it'll you know dry it and it'll whip off the, the smell and off you go next day oh that's really handy so you don't have to actually really wash it or anything you just pop it onto the line yeah I, I'd wash it when it's physically dirty yeah, but, yeah. but you know there's enough work in the world enough housework in the world oh, creating absolutely, more for yourself Francis, absolutely <laughs> now I should mention that you have such an interesting background in innovation and marketing and in fact as I say your career sounds so interesting but this background must have served really well when it came to designing the product and kind of coming up with the launch and all of those aspects 
It did, I suppose. So I've worked in, in multinationals pretty much all of my, my career life. Um, so I worked in Diageo and I worked in Kellogg's and, I, and a lot of the work that I did, I did was launching new brands. So here in Ireland and overseas. So I know the process and the, the things to look out for. Um, but as a, you know, a small startup business, what you don't have, which is what you have in a big company, is you know a huge team and yeah. you know oodles of money and the best of everything. So it's it it was applying that process to a much smaller scale operation. But you know it's not really rocket science. It's when you have an idea, you need to check that the people you think will be interested in it see it as a good idea. That's exactly it. it. Really yeah. is you know as simple as that. That don't get caught up in your own idea of how brilliant it is make sure other people think it's a good idea. Absolutely. And you had so much support as well from your local enterprise office there. And also you found a great network of female entrepreneurs that were very willing to, to reach out a hand to you and help and give advice. Oh, absolutely. So um, my local enterprise office in Waterford were fantastic. They introduced me then to a Southeast Business and Innovation Centre who then introduced me to Enterprise Ireland. So that was one track of advice. And then the other was a wonderful network of um, female entrepreneurs called Awaken Hub. Um, and I got on their She Generate program. Um, oh, and that was like really kind of pushing you to to really query your plan and make sure everything was right and hone your pitch and and all of those things and it, it was such a supportive network and actually they're recruiting right now for the oh, next brilliant. um she generate program i think the, the closing date is next week so if anybody has an idea that's a little bit developed but still very early stage you certainly should check them out absolutely brilliant and uh, you also reached out to somebody from this local area to help with your logo I did, yeah. Very, very early on, I met, um, I came across a fantastic graphic designer. His name is Connor Smith. He's from Out Clotter Headway. Um, he designed our logo. He did it in in a very, very quickly. We are absolutely delighted with it. And his little dog is getting a surprise in the post this morning nice. from the postman. <laughs> nice, I like it. So the the product is kind of la- your launching stages now. How can people find it? Are you selling online only at the moment, or uh, well, this is what today is all about to try and get retailers on board. Absolutely. So we're we're selling online from dogdry.com. Um, we're um, active on social media. Our handle is get a wet dog dry across all the social media platforms. Um, we're in one or two small retailers at this stage and I hope in about a month's time I would hope that we can we have it available nationwide. Oh, Francis, I think it is a great idea. I know dog owners everywhere are going to be really interested in this. I wish you every success with Dog Dry and thank you so, so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's, it's always nice to talk about dogs. It really <laughs> is. Anytime. You're so, so welcome. Thank you so much. Francis O'Reilly there. Isn't it a great idea? Brilliant idea. If you want to check out the picture of this, by the way, Luna, the lovely model, is modelling this. It's on uh, Twitter if you want to check it out. It's absolutely genius idea. Dogdry.com. That's where you'll find the website. And also, as Francis mentioned there, the social media is Get A Wet Dog Dry. That's all the details there. Stay tuned because after the break, I have a lovely competition running all this week. 11 to 1. With- Collins, you can't hurry love on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now we're going back to the year 1997 and a certain streaming platform has launched. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7744455. On this day in 1997, Netflix is founded by Mark Randolph and Reed Hastings in Scotts Valley, California as an online DVD and rental business. And today is National Hero Day. While many countries throughout the world have a National Heroes Day, the one that falls on this day is celebrated in the Philippines. It's placed in this date in honour of the beginning of the Philippine Revolution that started in 1896. So people will remember those who died in service to their nation. So National Heroes Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. It's competition time now and all this week on the show we're giving away a pair of tickets every day to go to the Moonrise Festival. It's happening on Saturday the 10th of September in Carrickmacross. Cross. There's live music, arts, crafts, amazing food and drinks. There's a great uh, lineup of acts such as Mundy, Hudson Taylor, Keela, Lisa McHugh, Moxie, the American Bluegrass Band as well. And as well as that, there'll be the Moonrise Festival pumpkin decorating competition and seasonal storytelling. It's all happening in the idyllic garden setting behind Callens of the Bridge in Carrickmacross. Full details on moonrise.ie. Would you like to go along? I have a pair of tickets up for grabs. All you have to do is name the hit song that Mundy performed with Sharon Shannon. So easy. We play it here all the time. What's the song Mundy performed with Sharon Shannon? The name of the song, please, followed by your own name. 86 658 And we'll pick a winner towards the end of the show. Even. There's the script. Break even. News at 12 is approaching. And after that, I meet the writers behind a new drama focusing on the lives of women after the events of 1916. Plus, why do we love stationery? All coming your way. 11 to 1. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM's 11 to 1, Coldplay, something like this, kicking off our second hour. If you're just joining us earlier on, we were talking about the Ferrari over Harry Styles being uh, the headline act announced for Slane. We're asking your views on it. There's a lot of opinion on this. Colin Mornington says... Uh, good morning, Sinead. Can't see how Harry Styles could sustain a two and a half hour or three hour concert. Surely he has enough songs or back catalogue. I think Slane should be reserved for rock acts as it lends itself perfectly to these. Well, he does have, what, three albums now of his own? Let's say he might throw in a bit of a One Direction medley as well. But does he, I mean, I'm trying to think, is it three hours for Slane? Maybe he'll release another album. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, somebody else saying, in fairness, with everything have been closed down for the past two years with nothing to do, nobody could go anywhere. All of the younger generation missed out on so much. It's only fair to give the younger generation a chance to go to Slane Concert to enjoy themselves. What is so wrong with Harry Styles being the leading actor of a Slane Concert? Every other lineups had to start somewhere. Give the man a chance. Yeah, you see, I, I agree. I agree completely uh, with this in terms of, you know, the younger generation and needing to get to, to let loose and all of that. Um I mean, like I say, I've been to Slane a couple of times. I mean, not that you'd see loads of kids there, but you would see a few. And uh, with regards to giving him a chance having to start somewhere, well, in fairness, you know, he's he's got a he's got a farewell, you know, tour under his belt now <laughs> in terms of what he's doing at the moment and beforehand. Uh, so, you know, I think I think 
I think he is worthy of slaying concert. I really do. I think he's got that showmanship. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna bring uh, rock fans around to this because people will just go to slaying anyway. I think. Um, uh, with people kind of saying you know ACDC and things like that. I mean ACDC. You know, like whilst I'm a big fan of theirs as well, and they are brilliant. Like are they? You know, they're not really playing. They're not together really anymore. Are they performing. I don't know. Like you're saying, kind of bring them back. I don't know. Do they still have it in them? That's another point there. Keep those coming in. Your views on Harry Styles performing at Slane Castle. There's lots of views on that. 0861800658. Now, moving on to some celebrity news from Styles to Swift because Taylor Swift sent fans into a frenzy last night at the MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, she's announcing that uh, she has a new album in the works. It's coming out on October 21st and uh, she says uh, it's called. It's going to be released at midnight in the US on that date and uh, it's called Midnights and it's the story of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout her life apparently. So there you go. Swifty fans will be very, very uh, delighted about that. 21st of October that's released. Now let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Jason Momoa has Kristen Bell a bit flustered. James Corden welcomed the two guests and Kristen didn't hold back about what being in Jason's orbit does to her. Kristen, I understand. Is this true? You're a big fan. Yeah. Of Jason Momoa. Big, big fan yeah. of the Momoa. But, Who but is it? I played it really cool like, backstage, oh. so let's oh. not get too much. Oh, have you? I played it really cool. cool. Definitely went to the season six premiere. Uh, my husband and I in tank tops that said uh, Stark in the streets, wildling in the sheets, covered in like Baratheon tattoos from Etsy. So like, I don't think he knows that, so don't tell him. Okay. Do you get this, Elodie? Can you normally work out when people are big fans or when they're being cool? Uh, no, I can't. She was totally cool. Taylor Swift announced a brand new album as she accepted the top prize of the MTV Video Music Awards. It's called Midnights and will be out in October. She says the album will tell the story of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout her life. Because I wouldn't be able to re-record my albums if it weren't for you. emboldened me to do that and I had I had sort of made up my mind that if you were going to be this generous and give us this I, I thought it might be a fun moment to tell you that that my brand new album comes out October 21st That's The Buzz, I'm Louise the Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Forget the celebrities around the world. I want to uh, mention Moya and Fionn. If you were listening in to Friday's programme, you would have heard me talking about Moya and Fionn. They're in Drogheda. And they had spent all of Thursday last week baking up a storm in their kitchen with their helpers, their adult helpers. And they were doing this for a very special reason because they wanted to raise funds uh, to support the Drogheda Dolls House, which is newly opened. And we were kind of giving you updates on Friday as to how their bake sale was going. So they were doing this bake sale on Friday. 
They have raised €700 Euros for the Drada Dolls House. So big, big thank you to everyone who supported them. And congratulations, Moya and Fionn. What a great way to end the summer holidays by doing something good for your local area. You should be so, so proud of yourselves. Had to give you that little update today. Love to see children doing things like this, giving back in this way. Absolutely brilliant. So well done to them. Uh, back to the music now. Here's Abba. Well, LMFM's 11 to 1. I want to dedicate that to all of my lovely colleagues here in the newsroom in LMFM because let me just say I saw another side to them at an ABBA tribute band act on Friday night Uh, (laughs) something that I won't forget for a very long time so there you go boys that's just for you Uh, my next guests are in studio with me I'm excited to chat to them because uh, as you know on this show I'm all about promoting the arts particularly you know sort of things that about uh, female stories and even more so stories about hidden uh, female characters particularly throughout history so this next uh, item that we're going to be talking about is the debut play by two recent graduates uh, from the Lear Academy and their show it's called Stones and Boiling Water it very much uh, tells the story of women after the events of the 1916 Rising in Dublin. It is going to be performed tonight and tomorrow night in the Druid Arts Centre. We're going to meet the writers, performers, theatre makers, they're jack of all trades here at the moment. Aoife Hall and Kira Byrne, they're going to join us after these. 11 to 1 with it's the debut play by two recent graduates of the Lear Academy. It's going to be performed in Druid Arts Centre tonight and tomorrow night. It's written by Aoife Hall from Betty's Town and co-writer Kira Byrne. It's called Stones and Boiling Water. And the action takes place after the events of 1916 Rising in Dublin, focusing on women who are struggling with life and their relationships after the effects of the rebellion. So they face love, loss and heartache while also trying to navigate life as female Republicans under British rule. The play is loosely based on women who existed during that period as well which has that added element into it. I'm delighted to be joined now by writers Aoife Hall and Kira Byrne. They're in studio. How are you? Hello. How's it going? Good. Great (laughs) to have you both in with me first of all in studio which is fantastic. How are you feeling about it? This is the the debut play. Tonight is the (laughs) night. The curtain's nearly ready to open. How are you feeling? Nervous. Yeah, a little bit nervous (laughs) but I think we're delighted to just have the opportunity to you know, get out there on that stage, I think. Yeah, very exciting. It's very exciting stuff for us, yeah. It's a bit surreal, but it's yeah, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so you both graduated from the Lear Academy of Drama quite yeah. recently. Uh, tell me, first of all, maybe, Kira, where does the, the interest in drama and that kind of side of the arts kind of come from for you? Um, I've always had an interest in it ever since I was a kid. And my mum and dad are really into music. They're both songwriters so it was just always there um kind of when I got a little bit older I had to question is this really a career like can I make a life out of this or am I just kidding myself a little bit but it, it never leaves me and I always feel you know when I'm not doing something in drama that I'm missing something in my life so I just I had to get back into it uh, so I was a little bit older than the other uh, people in the class but that was okay I just got older and wiser you see this yeah, is the thing exactly. <laughs> and, and Aoife what about yourself were you kind of always somebody that was you know picked for the school play or <laughs> where does that come from yeah like when I was in school I went to Loretto in Balbriggan and uh, you know, like I did the play in TY, we did Hairspray. That was oh, great crack, yeah. Magic. Uh, I actually played Link. I played the male part. Okay, very yeah, good. Yeah, so I was, get me on that stage. <laughs> I was like, I'm made for this. No. Um, yeah, I think, again, I came from a creative family as well. So, like, my dad would play music and my mom's an actor as well. 
Um, and I was always making them like when I was younger I used to like sit down on the couch and watch me do this dance now that I've prepared <laughs> the performance yeah. was always yeah. kind of there yeah. it was always yeah. in yeah. you I'm an attention seeker is what I'm <laughs> trying to say <laughs> not at all not at all uh, but you the, the collaboration then with the, with the both of you because you know you don't waste time you graduate from college you set up a theatre company Hidden Skirts Theatre which I just love by the way and with a name like that something tells me that you're going to be focusing in on kind of the lesser known female stories stories then yeah yeah absolutely that was something that um Aoife and I were both really interested in kind of Irish history and in looking into Irish history we know all the men that were involved we know Podrick Pierce James Conley you know yeah. Michael Collins but nobody knows anything about the women that were involved so the more me and Aoife started looking into these women and seeing that amazing story we fell in love with them like with doing them. the research I think again like Kira said any of the conversations that you would have like had in school and stuff like it was always about the men mm. so when we wanted to write something together we wanted to put something on that we would have gone to see so like we were inspired by you know like Rebel Rebel and um, Brian Friel that kind of crack like Irish history Um, that's the kind of theatre that we would have gone yeah, to see absolutely. so you know we wanted to write about the girls though Yes, I feel like that kind of goes unsaid sometimes. And we don't is... mean like cooking and cleaning in the background. <laughs> we mean like snipers, yeah. you know, leading battalions of men. Like unbelievable. It was stuff. when we were doing the research, we just were like in awe of every woman had a story. And it was like these women pretended to be prostitutes to infiltrate the English army yeah. to get information and would report back. You know, they were savage. Badass. And, the, and the, absolutely. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, you know, as you say, completely omitted from history books. So, yeah. where did you guys trawl through to kind of get some of these stories? Where did you kind of focus on? Or, it's you don't even really need to look that deeply, like, um, in the Lear actually, as well. Like, when we would be rehearsing, um, they've big libraries full of like art, like Irish history books, you know, and even, you know, when you look through it, you can just see the pictures of yeah. like, it, it, th- like that I think is a big inspiration for us. Like going through like these images of like, you know, these women out on the streets and stuff. It just kind of was like, oh, inspiring to yeah. us. Like, I also grew up with these stories kind of like I live in several places in Dublin and they kind of would have been things that you would hear about around. Uh, my mom grew up in Foley Street so it's like around the Monto area yes so there's loads of and obviously we couldn't fit all of the women into this play but there's so many stories that you hear of and you're like how do we not know this how, how, are how you, is it not talked yeah, about yeah how more? is this yeah. not spoken about you know there's great um, walking tours around that area yeah. as well of like you know Seville Place yeah. Montgomery yes. Street Talbot's like yeah. all that like Kathleen Clark's house and everything do you know like it's yeah. like we read up like she opened a tobacco shop Kathleen Clark and you know obviously when her husband was executed um, in Kilmainham uh, Thomas Clark like you know she was the dawn like she was the backup she had all the information to pick everything right back up where it left off after those men were she was like the godfather you know do you know uh, like she and like that we uh, we often hear you know the story of how they got married and then the next day and that's kind of all that you hear and even that moment of her being so devoted to him and getting married you know was just completely awe-inspiring but like you say there's this whole huge layers of of story belonging to her like they were all over in America like we we spent months even just taught like when you kind of when you 
have these relationships with like like-minded people you can just bounce off each other like the two of us would just sit there and laugh and cry nearly at yeah. the, the the stories that we saw like she they were living in in New York and James Connolly had asked Kathleen Clark and Thomas Clark to come back obviously to prep for you know this rebellion that they were planning yep. um and like the fact that they came back over on the boat and you know that just, it just kind of excites us to be able to that energy that they would have had we're trying to carry it on. Oh, you I can, know? I can yeah. see it even as the both of you are talking to each other. You completely do <laughs> yeah. off each other. So tell me about this. This is Stones and Boiling Water. Where did the, uh, tell us about the story because it's focusing, as you say, you've kind of whittled it down to, to three female characters and you guys are performing in this play as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, when we came out of college, like we wanted to, we didn't want to sit around and, you know, wait for someone to cast us. We no. wanted to write our wait, write yeah, ourselves into our the work. work yeah. Um but the stories about these three girls, um, and like that, you know, we were inspired by these women who pretended to be prostitutes to infiltrate the English army and it's about their kind of relationships within each other. It's based on stories real stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these girls, you it's know, it. falling in love. Yeah. Um a fictional drama though. It's we kind of explored the women's real stories but then how they meet and we kind of knitted it together yeah we knitted it together yeah so it is a fictional um drama yeah but a lot of what happens in their lives and what we say is is true it's yeah yeah so based kind of on as you say yeah and inspired by by true events and you know the, the the as well as the kind of the writing side of it which you both did together you're also performing in it so is this um kind of multi roles or how is that working no, so um, Kira and myself, and then we have another uh, graduate of the Lear who was in our year as well, Ella. We have Madison, and then we have Owen. So it's a cast of five, um, and it's a great little cast. So we're delighted. Yeah, um, we're, so we're really, really lucky. Like I think when we were starting off, we were all about you know vibes and like wanting to connect as a group together. I think that was really important, yeah. and collaboration. I think as well, like. Um, well, it's important to get that chemistry, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it really is, 100%. absolutely. And, you know, Druid Arts Centre, they're putting on this, the play tonight and tomorrow yeah. night. This is all part of their strategy to kind of support emerging artists like yourself. I know that's something they're deeply passionate about, people in the community. I mean, it must be exciting, particularly for you, Aoife, because this is kind of your, your home turf. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't have asked for a more supportive like Colette and everybody in the Druid Arts they've just really held our hands and supported us through it because it's hard again like coming out we kind of like I feel like maybe we're acting like we have a clue but we don't really (laughs) (laughs) like um, Colette and uh, she's she's just really given us so much guidance and again like given us this platform to express ourselves Um, and it's it's just, it feels really nice to feel backed up in a way. Yeah, of course. We couldn't um, have done it without their support, honestly, because people, you know, talk a big talk and they say, oh yeah, we'll help you out. And then it comes to the time and then me and Aoife were kind of left doing Scratching so much our heads. of the okay. work. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't know. And then along comes Dread Art and just completely backed us and believed in us. Yeah, we, it, when we didn't believe in ourselves. <laughs> it's it's like a, a faith. It's like really... um it's kind of it would make us both emotional to think like the fact that somebody believes in us and believes that we can you know put it on because it's hard like waking up every morning at seven o'clock to go up into town and get yourself out you know to do it when you haven't you're working towards something that you don't even 
it feels like it's going to fall, fall apart until it, it's there. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? I know exactly what you So what to you have, someone's, um, have someone's backing the whole way through was just really, really helpful and nice. So as I say, the curtain opens tonight. Uh, tickets yeah. are still available for people if they want to get them. Drihid.com, yes? Yes, yeah. Come, come see our yeah. amazing we show. We have two dates in <laughs> Dublin as well that oh, are fantastic. on in the Sean O'Casey Theatre. We think the 26th and 27th of September and tickets will be on sale in the next week or so. Well, If you you miss Drada. (laughs) Absolutely. I wish the both of you best of luck with this day and with the collaboration going forward. I think what you're doing is a really inspired uh, idea for the theatre company. Thank you both so, so much for joining me today. Thank you so, so much. Uh, There's Aoife Hall from Bettystown, Kira Byrne from Dublin. Stones and Boiling Water, it's called. It's going to be performed tonight and tomorrow night in Drihid Arts Centre in Drada at 8pm. Tickets, Drihid. 11 to 1 Yes, all this week on the show I'm giving you a pair of tickets each day to go to the Moonrise Festival It's happening Saturday the 10th of September in Carrick Macross featuring live music, arts, crafts amazing food and drinks There's a fantastic lineup with acts such as Mundy, Hudson Taylor Keela, Lisa McHugh Moxie and American Bluegrass Band as well uh, also, there's the Moonrise Festival Pumpkin Depra- Decoration Competition as well as Storytelling and it's all set in behind Callens of the Bridge in Carrick Macross. Full details and tickets, moonrise.ie or you can get them Callens of the Bridge, Keegan's News Agents and Bird- Birdie's News Agents in Carrick Macross. So if you'd like to go along to this festival, if a pair of tickets up for grabs today, all you have to do is tell me the name of the song that Mundy performed with Sharon Shannon. It's very, very well known. What's the name of that song? 086-1800-658 and we'll pick a winner very, very shortly. Wouldn't go to see him if he played in my back garden. In fact, I'd ban him for crimes against music. Not Ed Sheeran. We're talking about Harry Styles. That's one of the messages uh, still coming in here on 086-1800-658 about Harry Styles performing at Slane Castle. Bit harsh. Bit harsh. Crimes against music. Ah, come on now. It's very harsh, I think. Uh, what would people think, actually, by the way, if it was um, Ed Sheeran that was playing at Slane? Is that like a more acceptable headline act for Slane concert? I was just thinking there as, as we were listening to A-Team by him. Do keep all those comments coming in. 86 658 Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. An experienced child minder required for two children aged one and two years old in Minder's own home in the North Drogheda area. Please text only no calls to 086 073 2972. Sarah Thompson and Associates Limited Accountants and Taxation Advisors requires full and part-time bookkeepers in their offices in Kells. Send your CV to sarah at sarahthompson.ie. Meath County Council is recruiting a retained firefighter based in Ashburn and Knobber Fire Stations to apply check current vacancies on the Meath County Council website. There's information there and an application form. Meath County Council is also recruiting for the position of Clerk of Works. Sunhill Nursing Home Term in Fecken requires a healthcare assistant with no experience as Sunhill will provide your full QQI Level 5 healthcare support course part-time so you can gain your qualification whilst you work. Apply to, to info at sunhill.ie And M- MIPS require a fourth-year apprentice plumber in the Meath area. To apply, please email tina.sheeran at mips that's M-I-P-S 
ie for more details on that one. And don't forget, all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. Is Leslie Dadle wonderful thing on LMFM's 11 to 1. If you think stationery is a wonderful thing, uh, you're not alone. And apparently there's a reason for our love of stationery that continues through to adulthood as it's back to school. You know, I thought this was kind of interesting. I'll tell you more about it after these. 11 to 1. It's almost September time and it's back to school time, which means new stationery. And why is it that so many people love new stationery? It brings us so much joy. I mean, you only have to go on to social media and type in stationery addict on Instagram and you'll be flooded on your feed with loads of lovely, gorgeous notebooks. Now, apparently, uh, this new stationery feeling uh, (laughs) does exist in adults as well. And according to Niels Eek, he's a psychologist and wellness Uh, He's the founder of a mental health um, wellness platform. He says it's about the promise of new possibilities. So it can offer the opportunity to change your mindset and allow for success, he says, you know. So whether it's the first day of a new year of school, college or university or you've long left education, a fresh notepad and new pens represent a bigger significance of a fresh year of hard work and refreshed efforts, he says. So... People find using the the notebooks and planners also give them kind of, you know, structure and order and all of that. But it's also a representative of a time when years were structured into term time. So we remember that from school. It's this kind of learned memories of of being at school. Uh, So this is what it does and it kind of helps you kind of get back into that familiar routine as well. Uh, he also, he says writing with pen and paper is so much more therapeutic in itself than say typing. It gives us the chance to have a mini digital detox from the pressures that come with flurries of messages that we receive every day. So people journal uh, people, you know, take time to write down notes, that kind of thing. So there you go. That's why, that's some of the reasons why we love new stationery. There is nothing like opening the page and just like your best handwriting as well is always in the first page of the notebook so there you go I uh, want to say congratulations by the way to Sabrina Cranny in Darver you are going along to the Moonrise Festival on a Saturday the 10th of September don't worry we will have more tickets on tomorrow's show to give away that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much for your company chat to you tomorrow LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 87 660 Hold up what was that? Boring no flavour that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.